Welcome to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers World Champion Podcast episode. And it's awesome. Oh, was that last night? I think it was. No, it was two days ago, but we don't want to get into that joke. We've run that so far into the ground. Have we? No. Um, congratulations, Robert. Um, all joy, peace, blessing be to you and your children and your loved ones. And my children and my children's children I and their guess. children. Yeah, so tell me about it. Let's just get this over with. It was a good night. <laughs> it was really amazing. I, uh, You know, last um, uh, on our last podcast, you asked me, were they going to win? And I said, no. Because I'd been living in fear, right? But I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. And you, so can't tell you how much I've not wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> so no, I had like a little breakthrough on Sunday. I was talking to a coastal elite friend of mine who likes to bet on things. And I never bet on anything. I don't I just don't think I ever have. And I, and he's talking about how, you know, definitely the Chiefs are going to win. And I said, I'll bet you five Deleros wow. that the Bucks will win. And I actually felt so good about that, just being like, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say, that's right. I think they're going to win. I'm not going to like be like, because, you know, I was doing like this little like self defense mechanism. Like, well, if I say they lose and then they lose, I can say, well, I knew they were going to lose. Right. Yeah. But I said, you know what? I'm living, I'm living today that they're going to win. And they won. They did. And I yes. mean, they, they handily won. Yes, my, they did. My sympathies to uh, Chiefs fans. You well, know, this, I, is, this is ingenuous. No, no, it's not. Because actually it's the thing I don't like about sports, that one team loses and another team <laughs> That's wins. That's what I love about sports. Ah, you know, it's just like for everybody I mean, who's is... excited, somebody's devastated. Why can't we all get along? That's why I like art. There's no losers in art. Oh, yeah, there are. <laughs> yes, there is. All right, here's a great art story, okay? I have no artistic, we're going to just take a little tangent, no artistic ability at all. Tangent assumes yeah, that, we that, have a direction. Right, that is our podcast. <laughs> so I'm a junior in high school, and my buddy talks me into taking art. Again, I have no artistic ability. Like drawing art? Yeah, like drawing art. Okay. So the particular day was uh, still of a thing of flowers, and Raggedy Andy was sitting next to it. I do the leg, and my buddy goes, you know, Dave, that's just awful. So he finishes it for me, and I turn it in, and she goes, Dave, you're getting so much better. The leg needs some work, but everything else <laughs> looks great. Tell me there's no pain in art. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah so I love that Bob put a picture of himself worshiping Tom Brady on the, his Instagram. I was looking lovingly into his eyes. Okay, whatever. It's not worship. I called it, it, I called it just... idolatry, and let's just say it has as many likes as I think <laughs> his, his total followers. That was great. That, that could be the case. You know, um, just because it's, you hate, m many of the listeners hate Tom Brady because he wins so much, and that's totally fair. And only since he became a Buccaneer have I heard his interviews and, you know, got to, you know, just hear him talk. And he just seems like a friendly, nice, he is a nice guy. Okay, you know what, let's do a comparison. Because you watched some of The Last Dance, right? Of Michael Jordan, the, yeah, the, yeah, Michael, yeah, the yeah. Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, yeah. So people are saying, okay, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, you know, the greatest athletes of their time, right? You know, it's not worth comparing and being like, who's better? Because totally different sports. Sure. But like, I don't think 20 years from now, Tom Brady is going to fund his own documentary with him sitting in his mansion, smoking a cigar, <laughs> holding, scotch. Well, drinking scotch and just trash talking everybody who ever dared to insult him. No, you're not wrong. I mean, you are not wrong there's something that. cool about yeah. the fact that he is at the top of the sport 
And he's still just saying, you know, it's a team effort. I think the guys, like, it's it's really. Did he get the MVP? I didn't. He got the MVP. Okay, I figured he did. Okay. But you know, it it and it. I don't want to say he didn't deserve the MVP. I, I wish you could give the MVP to the defense. I mean, the whole defensive side of the team. It was such a good team effort. It was actually hard to say who was the one person that stood out. But it's fair enough to say at least for the season. I mean, if if Brady hadn't gone to the Bucks, this wouldn't be a conversation. No, undoubtedly. I mean, undoubtedly. What one person can do. It's yeah. really impressive. Okay, so um, great game. Congratulations. Good Thank job. You. Okay, let's get on to the really important things. Okay. Uh, two things. The best thing your wife made? Um, you know I'm not the person to ask that. Well, what did you eat? Uh, I you had drank, a brownie. You drank milk and Michelob Ultras. I, I, had, I had one per half. Okay. I was, I was very temperate. Nice, nice. I I knew I needed to, you know, I was so anxious. I was like, I'm just going to have one per half. That's great. And... Um, well, I just had a brownie and guacamole, but my wife made her famous chicken dip. <laughs> That's so I know it's just what I do. You dipped your brownie in guacamole. No, 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 no. I don't. My Dave, my food does not touch oh, each other. Okay. You should That's know right. this. Right. You That's should right. know this at this point. That's all right. all plates should have partitions. That's, That's my. True. Yeah, I'm not. My I'm, I'm actually with you on that. Yeah, but uh, there was like wings and lots of fun stuff. So, but we didn't. We had a very small. We didn't yeah, do a big family. party. Right, right, right. Just because I was so nervous about how it would all go down, and even then they were still talking, and I was like. What, what you was doing? your favorite Super Bowl commercial? That's what I was going. That was going to be the number two. Honestly, the thing with Bruce Springsteen and the I thought the that Chief, was cool. It was pretty cool. It, there's a part of me that thinks it's like, uh, you know, you know there there are all these people that were so negative and stuff are now calling everybody to come together, which right. is, is again is good. But it was actually it was a really pretty cool ad. You know, if you cool take ad. out that backstory, and I think you can because I don't think anybody disagrees with the message of it. And it was so profoundly Christian. Yeah, yeah, no. I, like, that's what stunned me. I'm like, I'm watching a Jeep commercial, and there's a chapel, and there's numerous shots of the cross. It wasn't like, ah, oh, yeah, darn no. it, the cross is on the building. I guess we have to shoot it sometimes. Absolutely like, there not. were just direct shots of faith and cross. And I just thought, and, like, just take it for what no, it was. No, I agree. I, I, was I agree. Cool. The lighting of the candle. And it's interesting. When I was in seminary, we had to read an article, uh, and it was on the Catholic sensibilities of Bruce Springsteen because he was raised Catholic. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea about yeah, that. Yeah, and they, it, it goes through a lot of his songs. And these these fundamentally Catholic images, he uses water a lot and, yeah. and light and those kinds of things that that you can't, even though I, I don't know where he is with his faith anymore, but... Uh, you can't get that far away from that. So I thought you could see images of that in his in his growing up and what he believed in. I thought it was great. It was really good. What was the, the Catholic imagery behind pink Cadillac? I'm not sure. I don't remember other than pink as babies because okay. they come out that way and then they get baptized. I think oh, that's what that's it probably is. it. Yeah, you missed yeah, that. I did. Um, the other those series of I don't even know. Isn't it crazy? I don't even know who they were ad- advertising for. But the one about pretty much oh it was um. Basically, oh, the ones that we're talking about, it was a, a car, not a car, but a, a home a home thing, an app for on your phone about, uh, let's You're rambling like an old yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's no. cut this. No, 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 we're keeping this. No, it really isn't. <laughs> no, it was the ones, that, did you watch the ads? Yes, of course I watched the ads. I was glued to the TV. Was it like Alexa? There were four of them. Okay. The one about. The one with diabetes and Nick certain, Jones? No, the one you're pretty certain. Oh, yes. Those were very funny. It was a mortgage thing. Well, now you mock me. No, I, I, I mock you all the time. That's also part okay, of the podcast. Okay. But yes, that was very, very those funny. Those were pretty good. Now, yeah. what was it? It was, a, it was a mortgage lending company. It was like, are you pretty sure or are you sure? Okay, yeah, that was good. And it was with Tracy Morgan, and that was funny. I, at the risk of bringing back Brady, the T-Mobile commercial with him and Gronk, did you see that? 
That was actually that was good. really yeah, really yeah, funny. Yeah. And then they had another one with um, I don't remember what it was. Oh, isn't that something? Short to memory, quick, quick, quick to mock, aren't you? And 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 slow to anger. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, but congratulations. Speaking of irrelevant things, you yeah. told me that you wanted to talk about a banana. Yes, I had the best banana ever this morning. And there goes the viewership. Well, that's all I have to say. We don't have to do anything more than that. It was just, again, we, we go back to Benedict's uh, little hopes. and um, This is little. It was just fantastic. The banana. Yeah. What made it? I don't do bananas. They're too mushy for me. Well, that's just it. It wasn't too mushy. It was okay. just, it was the perfect banana. And those who know, know, if I might quote Hamilton. I thought you were actually going to quote the beginning of the song of Bernadette. For those who believe... No other explanation is necessary. That was going to be my next quote. <laughs> so uh, I just, I'll put a disclaimer on this. Just skip the first 10 minutes of this podcast. Okay. Well, why don't we just do some quick uh, promos and okay. then we can get into uh, cool spiritual stuff. Um, ladies and gentlemen, They That Hope podcast has arrived in the big boy podcast world. Yes, because we have. Last week, I talked about the Monk Manual, monkmanual.com, and we jokingly threw out a coupon code that we said wouldn't work. The code works, everybody. We have made it. We have done it. We should it. just retire. I know. Did we get a cut of that? That's probably the next step. Don't go there. I don't want to get This it. guy was nice enough to uh, give that us. Was, he, was very, he was very, very good. Uh, yeah, I got an email from the guy that created it, and he was uh, grateful. And we had met him. Actually, he was in Alabama with us at the Mackler's house. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. And uh, anyway, so great guy, uh, wonderful ministry, Monk, uh, I want to get it right, monkmanual.com. It's a great way to organize your life in a spiritual way. If you go to the website and type I in love this. Dave and Bob, yes, <laughs> 10% off. Baby. And it's pretty sweet. So this takes it. This takes it all to another level. It, it does. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if like T-Mobile or Jeep will be our next one. If you mm. go by, oh, listen to this. I got a text message. Somebody went and bought a car, and they said that they knew us, <laughs> and they asked if they could. You know who I'm talking about? I do. They asked if they could get a, a discount, and he charged them a thousand dollars more. Now that we should get a cut of. There you go. That that teaches them a lesson. So don't go to your local car dealership and ask for the Dave and Bob discount. Yeah. But you can go to monkmanual.com. Um, you can go to my website, uh, uh, my YouTube channel. I, I don't know if you know this, Father Dave. I happen to be the most famous Bob Rice on YouTube. Nice. It's a big, big deal. I beat out the other guy. And um, we have uh, uh, we have videos of a podcast. Actually, are you we... sure your son's isn't bigger? <laughs> no, thankfully he uses another name. Okay, okay. <laughs> if he used his actual okay. name, then I'd be in trouble. Um, so uh, we were on Catching Foxes last week. Catching Foxes is a podcast done by uh, some Franciscan alum, Luke and Gomer. And you can go to catchingfoxes.fm to check out the audio of that podcast. And you can go to my YouTube channel where you can see the video of that podcast, which I think the video is worthwhile because the look of stunned shock on our faces as Luke and Gomer explained things was maybe some, when they tried to explain what the uh, title of their show is about, just, the, just, just the look of horror on our faces. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's incredible. So anyway, that's something worth checking out. And one last plug before we get spiritual. Well, this kind of might be a nice segue into spirituality. Good. On Monday, I launched a new podcast. Good. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's called Speaking with Deacons, and it is a podcast that hopes to give uh, inspiration and insight to those who are ordained to in formation for or just curious about the permanent diaconate. Um, 
a, a realistic question is why would somebody who's not yet a deacon do a podcast on deacons? I've got a question. Yes, Father Dave. Yeah, why would somebody who's not yet a deacon do a podcast on deacons? That's a great question, Thanks. Father Dave. Well, um, that was actually my thought. So when I did research for this podcast, I was just looking around and I wanted to listen to a podcast about the diaconate as I was in formation. There isn't any. Like there's not any podcasts, at least in the English-speaking language, for the permanent diaconate. And I thought, gosh, that'd be really cool once I get ordained, maybe down the road, I could do something like that. And, and I'm hoping this is a fruit of prayer. We'll, we'll judge a tree by its fruits. And as I was praying about it, I felt the Lord saying, just, just start now and invite people on the journey with you. Um, and what I'm doing is I'm interviewing deacons, and I'm just asking lots of questions. So it's hardly the case of me teaching any, anything about anything mm-hmm. as much as I want to learn more about what the diaconate is and how I might be a good deacon. And I'm just seeking wisdom from holy men and inspiration. And I hope that uh, other people would be blessed by it. You should um, have call, called it Catching Deacons. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. yeah. And this is an interesting, we were talking a little bit about, I mean, this is going to, this is going to go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, move over. Yes. Move over Father Mike Schmidt. So before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, we did a friend of mine uh, who helps with podcasts, Gene, um, he he did the math on the potential audience that this could reach. There are uh, about 14,000 active permanent deacons in the United States. Uh, 35% of them are over 70. Nice. 40% of them are in their 60s. And then another 20% are in their 50s, but the higher percentage of that is the latter end of the 50s. So you can estimate a good 90-ish percent are over 55, really in the 60 to 70 range. And... Um, the average listener, the 85% of listeners of podcasts are under 55. That's so, excellent. Actually, so it's you could niche. have everybody who listens in our podcast room. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, actually, that actually could be the case. Yeah. So, you know, you might enjoy the first episode because it's just me sharing my witness about how the Lord has called me to the diaconate and what that's about. And then after that, I expect the viewership to plummet. But if you know somebody who is, maybe you're interested in the diaconate, maybe you know somebody who is interested in the diaconate or is a deacon, uh, why don't you tell your parish deacon about speaking with deacons? You also might need to tell your parish deacon what a podcast is and maybe explain that concept to them. Take their phone, especially if they refer to it as their smartphone, you know you're in trouble, but take their smartphone, set it up for them, and just say, just say, hey, Siri, play Speaking with Deacons podcasts, and it can work out. It's a labor of love, but check it out. Uh, that The video of me uh, sharing my testimony is on my YouTube channel and it's also available where all fine podcasts are sold. Nice. Amen. Yeah. And I'm really excited about it. I've been working on it for a few months, and so I'm, I'm glad to finally release that to the world. Amen. God is good. Amen. You know, the best thing about this weekend, actually, was not the Super Bowl for me. It, so what was it? Well, let me tell you. Um, I went on retreat this weekend. Uh, I went on, um, my, my wife and I, speaking of, this is a nice segue from diaconate formation, though once you say it's a segue, you ruin all the power of having a good segue. Yeah. But anyway, oh man, I would love to have a segue, by the way. I know, I know. Uh, I, where did Get, those things go? Getting around campus, I don't know. I don't. It was something I wanted to wait till I was tenured, because I thought, you know, if I'm the guy with, if I'm the faculty member with a segue, they frown upon that with the tenure committee. I don't know what else they frown upon, but I would frown upon that. I'd be like, oh, the jerk, the, the jerkwad with the segue. But then by the time I got tenure, they just kind of disappeared. Have you been on Segways? I've not. I've never even done it. I, I did one in D.C., okay. which was cool. That'd be kind of cool. And then I did one. They, they do off-roading Segways. Yeah. Yeah, I did it up in New Hampshire, and they're like big knobby tires. Yeah, I'm and, all for it. And, it, and it's great. Yeah. Well, speaking of Segways, 
So I was on a retreat this weekend that all, all of those who are in diaconate formation went on with our, and we, went, we brought our wives with okay. us, and it was called Healing the Whole Person, uh, and it was a beautiful retreat. It's normally done down in Florida. I guess it's out of the John Paul II Healing Center. Do you know where in Florida that is? Uh, near Pensacola, if I'm okay. not mistaken. And uh, but they travel, you know, they put the show on the road, and they were in Newark, Ohio, which is about two hours away mm-hmm. from Steubenville, Ohio. And I went with my wife, uh, Father Jonathan St. Andre was there. Mm-hmm. There was a number of, of Steubenville people there, and it was just an amazing, amazing uh, weekend, an amazing experience. It was a Thursday to a, to a Saturday, and um, to be honest, you know, the idea of a healing retreat wasn't anything that I got really excited about. I didn't feel like I was, uh, I wasn't like aware of any like major wounds in my life that I thought, oh man, I really need to go to a healing retreat. But I loved how they just started off by talking, um, discussing the, the word salvation as used in scripture is often synonymous with healing. And even some of the direct words when Jesus says he comes to save, it can, can also be translated, he comes to heal. And just like we can't say we are without sin, we also can't say we are without need of healing without wounds in our life. And that a lot of our spiritual life is um, being aware of our wounds, being aware of how our wounds drive us into our behaviors, and renouncing uh, a lot of the lies that come from those wounds, you know, whether they be in our past or in our present. Uh, Sister Miriam Heidland was there. She's so delightful, Mm -hmm. abiding together, those of you that listen to that podcast. And she had a great statement. She said, you know, there's always a reason we do what we do. You know, only God creates out of nothing. The rest of us create out of something. And, and our behaviors really are driven in many ways by things in our past or lies that we're holding on to or things that we haven't renounced. And just the freedom of bringing the Lord into those moments of woundedness. You know, we often, it's human, it's human tendency, it's animal tendency, right, to run from woundedness. And yet the Lord invites us more deeply <clears throat> into experiencing his love and by offering him those places of woundedness, he can really bring a lot of a lot of freedom and, and healing. It, it was it was it was tremendous. That's I mean, awesome. it was really tremendous. That's awesome. I um, you know, those are those of you that are listening to the podcast know that I uh, a lot of my love for the Buccaneers comes from my family, from my dad especially. I didn't have a lot of relationship with my dad when I was younger. In fact, my relationship really started in my late teens, 20s, mm-hmm. you know, when we started going to Buccaneers games together. And it was like the first time I was ever just alone with my dad doing something on, on a regular basis. And we became such good friends later on in my life. There was always that level of, um, there's just something a bit unresolved, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I missed him when I was younger and I missed having a dad present in my life when I was younger. But I felt a bit guilty about that because he was present in my life when I was older. And um, actually one time I, I thought, I, you know, I, tr- I tried to bring up the, uh, the courage to talk about it, you know, with him. And, uh, we were in the car heading to a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. And I had heard a homily that I thought would be a good segue. The homily was that the priest started off by saying, you know, one thing that nobody ever, nobody ever comments on when they get to heaven is, boy, I, you know, I wish I spent more time at work. And, uh, and then, you know, the homilist went on to talk about the importance of relationships and family and other stuff. And I remember I was sitting there at that liturgy being like, oh, man, I wish my dad was here to, to hear that. So we're in the car and we're just chit-chatting. And I thought, okay, I'm going to bring this up. And I was like, hey, dad, you know, I was, I was at church and I explained, that, you know, this homily. And, and uh, you know, one thing you never say when you get to heaven is that, um, you know, you, you wish you'd spent more time at work. 
and and then he got really quiet. He had just retired. He he ended up retiring a few times in his life, um, but this was his first retirement. And he looked out, and he was dry, and I'll just never forget the look in his face. And he was like, "Damn, I miss work." <laughs> you know, he was like, "Oh, Bob, you know, traveling, cutting deals, working with people, getting the job done. Oh, there was nothing like it. I miss it so much." I thought, "Oh, that went that went a very different direction." Exactly I was like, "Oh, never mind. I just won't talk to you about this ever." Um, and sadly, actually, I never did. I that was my only moment of trying to broach the subject. And then I just thought, I'll just let this go. You know, like, it's fine. He's awesome. He's done so much. He worked so hard for the family. I'm so blessed by that. Uh, he was so successful. Even the music center we're in is a, is a part of that legacy of success. And as much as I wanted to let it go, it just kept coming. It just keeps coming back. Sure. You know, it, I realized this weekend, actually, that I'm just powerless to let it go. I mean, I, I just wanted to say, you know, I mean, I blame myself for feeling upset this way. I, you know, I was just like, why am I so dumb that I need to hold on to things like this? And, but it was uh, just at, at the very end of, uh, at the very end of the retreat, I was just praying and, and I was just asking the Lord, just, Lord, just help me let that go. And, you know, my wife put her hand on me and, and, and started praying for me. And I saw him, <laughs> like I saw him and he was so happy he was so happy, and he asked for forgiveness. And it, it wasn't even like he felt bad about it. It's like, and not that he wasn't feeling bad about yeah. it, but he just seemed so happy that he was giving this gift to me to set me free from, from something I couldn't let go of myself. And I wanted to let go of myself because I love my dad so much. And it was just, oh, Jesus, it was so good. Mm. I mean, it was just so, it was just so freeing and... You know, the love of God the Father and, and the power of the Spirit and just, again, it's, it's those moments of it's okay to get to a place where we say, I can't do this. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I wish I could. I wish I could get over it. I can't get over it. Jesus, help me. Yeah. And, uh, and he did. I, I feel like, <clears throat> you know, like you go to the chiropractor and you like crack your back, you know, just something. Right, and you just right. start like, oh, I suddenly just have more mobility. And even, you know, we'll stop talking about the Buccaneers, but I had... All my family knew I would be really anxious about this game because it was so connect- tied into my dad. I just enjoyed the game. I just enjoyed the game. You know, it was like all that baggage, all that yeah. other stuff. Um, I it was just it was just wonderful. Awesome. So that was hands down the that was the greatest gift. And then we got a chance to share that with my kids too. That's you know, right, we yeah. we pulled the kids together and just talked about what the Lord was doing in my life and my wife's life. And praise that's, Jesus. That's awesome. I, I was just thinking when we were talking and praying a little bit about what we should talk about this morning, we, we decided that we'd go to retreats. You know, yeah. you had, had this experience. And, and I was raised in a family where my mom and dad would go. They led Curcio retreats um, maybe twice a year. I don't know exactly. But we knew that that was really important for their spiritual life to be able to get away, uh, be in community, pray, be mm-hmm. focused, be intentional. And it was just something that we always grew up with. And yeah, this experience that you had this weekend was transformative in yeah. you. And you'll look back to this five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, and you're going to continue to go back to that. And well, I had a blessing this weekend as well. I the, the Some of the women on campus had a, a retreat called The Beloved. And it, it's interesting that you had that event, that you that experience that you had, because the Father is so important in mm. us, right? And Jesus comes and reveals the Father. And, and I was praying with probably... 250 women okay. and um, students, all, stu- all, all students, students, all students yeah, on yeah. campus, right? And we're in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And, and I had this image of 
the girls and they were little and they were all dressed up for a recital and they were in their little dresses and recital <laughs> things and they were this huge massive auditorium like i don't know carnegie center in, yeah, in new yeah. york all that it was just massive so i saw all the girls and it was just really beautiful and sweet and and i looked out in the crowd and there was only one person there hmm. and it was the father and, and they were they were they were you know the father was celebrating his his daughters and rejoicing in them and seeing them and recognizing them and noticing them and celebrating them and it was just again it was this yeah. great image and, and the, many of the girls talked about this experience that they had on being able to encounter the Lord on that night but it's because they got away and got on retreat so maybe a segue here yeah but but that's important you know everybody's life is busy and there's no doubt I mean. My parents were busy. My dad was a busy doctor, but they always made time for this. And I would encourage the listeners to to be able to get away for a day, get away for what your retreat started out actually on Thursday, didn't it? It was a Thursday, Friday, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you could come up with a million reasons why you don't have time to do this. Oh, you know, we, Jenny and I were talking and, you know, on our way home and we said, when, when's the last time we went on a retreat together? Yeah. I mean, we... We've led plenty of retreats, you know, for young people or other ministry events. But when was the last time that just she and I went on it and we realized it was engaged encounter? Get out of here. Yeah, we just didn't. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you can get co- so caught up in ministry and other things and, you know, just never, just never actually just had that, that time. And you're right. It's so important. So we're going to try once a year to find something like that to do um, and just take more time with that. Um but yeah, just the the gift of getting away is really is really a blessing. Yeah, maybe to that end, because we talked a little bit about prayer, and we're actually the scripture we're going to talk about uh, today speaks about prayer as well. But a little thing that I always encourage people when when they think of their prayer, we have a prayer life, and, and unfortunately, we often put our prayer in twenty four hours. It's like, did you get your prayer time in today? That's important. Yeah. <clears throat> but I encourage people to take a look at their day, their week, their month, and their year. You know, a certain amount mm-hmm. of time every day. Maybe once a week, being able to spend a holy hour in adoration or something like that. Once a month, get away for three or four hours. And then once a year, get away for a weekend or something like yeah. that. So live this prayer life. But the scriptures that, wait, do we have some kind of plug that oh, we have to do? just yeah. really quick. I just thought it might be cool. Um, if what I was, if the kind of healing I was talking about was really speaking to your heart and you just wish you knew more about it. Uh, one of the leaders of the retreat, the guy that really put it together is a guy named Dr. Bob Schutz. S-C-H-U-C-H-T-S, and he has a wonderful book called Be Healed. Uh, it's available where all fine books are sold. You've read this book, yeah? Or at least familiar yeah, with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it, I write something for it? <laughs> you might have. It was either this one or his other one. Bob is, <laughs> Bob's a great guy. I really yeah. I like Bob a great deal. Yeah, anyway, it's a fantastic book that really just kind of walks through a lot of uh, how our wounds lead to sins, but how the Lord can redeem that. And it's it's wonderful. So if that was really speaking to your heart and you say, man, I wish I went on a retreat like that. Well, first of all, I would check out, you know, just do a Google search for healing the whole person and see if a retreat might end up being near you. Uh, but certainly this book is a great place to start. Be Healed by Bob Schutz. So yeah, Amen. let's go to the scripture. The scripture is Romans uh, 12, 2. It says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be mm. constant in prayer. Nice. And just this... Um, the, it, it's kind of kind of the common theme, right? Is hope that's going to be in tribulation and prayer, but we really be able to rejoice in that. So we rejoice in the little things that your team won the game this weekend, right? And a banana that you had this morning. It's all it's all there. It's, it's all, all there. there. It's about it the is. same. It, I'm not Tampa gonna, Bay and a banana. I'm not going to lie. For some to you. people, actually, the banana would mean a lot more. You're not wrong. Yeah, a good 
if you know, you know. <laughs> For those who believe, no explanation right. is necessary. But I, I, I like that text. It says, um, in, in the midst of tribulation, there's hope. But it really comes down to us being rooted in prayer. Mm. And this is something I think that when we look at a lot of our emails, it talks about, Will you pray yeah. for this? And we and and we're we're happy. And we are, and thank you yeah, for yeah. all those. Yeah, and yeah, let's just call that out. Really, be really intentional about that. That when people call in and write in and text in and DM in all the various ways, and they ask us a prayer that we do, and we continue to do that. We do that uh, as friars in the community, of the university. So we we add that as well. But our our ability to rejoice in the midst of tribulation, um, because that there's hope. Yeah. Right, that, that we can hope in the midst of difficulties, and it's it goes to the common theme that we've had from the very beginning of the podcast that that the Lord is present in no matter what our circumstances, and we can be able to rejoice in that. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, I love the uh, patience is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and it, we it, live in a society that um, punishes patience. Like it, it's it really teaches us, and I think particularly a younger generation, this idea of instant gratification that. You know, if you're if you're waiting for more than five seconds, it's almost like a, a Western. You know, you're you're at the draw with your phone and you're playing and you're doing something or you're reading. You're just like taught, don't be patient, don't wait for things. And and I think there's a difference. I know there's a difference between um, you can how 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 might you describe patience as opposed to just waiting? Because there's mm-hmm. an activity in there's a hope in patience. You know, right, there's right. a confidence in patience. You're not just being bored. It's not just downtime. I don't know. Right, right. Well, uh, if, if I may, we'll just kind of stick with the theme here of banana. I consider patience the banana of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Is that right? I do, hmm. because patience goes bad so quickly, hmm. and so do bananas. Yeah. Yeah, there's like about 30 seconds of, of like, okay, this banana is not too ripe. It's old. It's perfect. Wow. Um, with that being said, and, and, and this is important for us, I, I honestly, I— I go back to patience all the time because okay. when I hear confessions, particularly not as much with kids, honestly, with young people as well. You need a lot of patience. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> amen to that is, is patience. I mean, mm-hmm. w- when I was traveling full time and I would be at a congregation and parish, I would say, who here would like to have more patience? And, and mothers and fathers and spouses and husbands and wives. I mean, it, it's almost like that's their barometer on how they're doing their spiritual life. And mm-hmm. I was nowhere to go where they're not doing so well because it's so common. Right. But the and we know this, but patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And sometimes I think we try to make up our mind, I'm going to be more patient. And a better way of going about that might be, or another way might be, praying for more of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That, that if we, you said earlier in, in the podcast today that we're known by its fruit, that if our life exhibits fruits of the Holy Spirit, one of those is going to be patient. Yeah. Patience. So in the midst of tribulation, struggles, difficulties, your work today, uh, your kids throwing food, your kids getting <laughs> sick. Um, right. I just, yeah, sometimes God bless the, you parents, you know. It can I, I remember, crazy. Yeah, I remember one time I was, I was talking with a young mom, and, and she was just really discouraged. And, you know, it, it, it's sometimes people, are, they're just funny. But all I said was, you know, being a mom is hard. And she just starts crying. It's like, <laughs> but but it was just, but it was just that calling it out, you yeah. know, that it's it's just difficult, and yeah. and sometimes I think we or, or or parents try to put this maybe unrealistic expectation on themselves, or even just that fundamental that that, that it's okay to say it's really really hard. Yeah to be a parent, and, and that's okay, and the Lord is present in the middle of that. And I would absolutely say, as a parent, like, that gift of patience, I am always, of, of all the fruits of the Spirit, I feel like 
Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me now when my child is just not going to do what I'm telling him to do, or is trying to, you know, trick you, or, you know, you're just dealing with everything, you know, that like patience really is a gift. And I felt it at times. I've just taken a breath and I said, come Holy Spirit, give me patience. And it's like, okay, I can, I can, I've got another five minutes on the Mm -hmm. clock, you know, (laughs) I can, Mm -hmm. I can deal with it a little, a little bit more. Um, but I, but it's absolutely, um, you talk about a fruit of the Holy Spirit and you get no fruit without a root. Uh, it's not something that you can artificially come up with. I mean, really, it is, I've seen in my life, when I am giving the Lord time, when I'm really, uh, you know, making making the effort of a spiritual life, uh, when I'm opening myself up to God's grace, like, that's how, that's how fruits happen. You actually don't, you know, a tree doesn't make fruit in the sense of it focuses on fruit it focuses on root which is the water and if it's if your wife if your life and your wife is watered by prayer good fruits come and it can't be faked i mean really you notice yeah yeah you know like in those harsh moments like i know oh it there's grace yeah yeah because i would not respond this way and um and it's and patience is rooted in i mean the, the connection was what it was hope yeah, it does. And it Again, was yeah, patience and it was prayer. And rejoice in hope, right. be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Yeah. Saint, you know, Teresa of Avila, we've quoted this before, but she said, patience obtains all, yeah. you know, and God is enough. And, um, you know, we're about to walk into 40 days of Lent, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to require a lot of patience. It, it's easy to start big fasts and uh, fall off pretty quickly yeah. thereafter. And, uh, you know, I would just say maybe just be more focused on the root, on the water, on the Holy Spirit, uh, and just ask for that help because it is so, uh, so essential. Amen. 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 Well, let's pray for that then. Okay. Lord, we just ask your blessing and your grace to be upon all those who are with us uh, today, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, that you are the giver of life. You are the giver of all good things. You sustain us. You encourage us. You strengthen us. Your Holy Spirit gives us patience in the midst of tribulation, hope in the midst of trials. We ask your blessing and your grace to be upon all those who are with us today, that they would experience your love and your presence in their life. May the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 God bless you, Bobby. Hey, thank you, Father Dave, and thank you all for listening. Thank you for your stories of hope and for your emails. You can email us at hope at franciscan.edu, hope at franciscan.edu, and you can see more videos of Father Dave and I and other great Catholic content on my YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody. God bless. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. (laughs) 